Today, we're here with Jesse Beck. Jesse is a Burlington homeowner and a commercial property owner, which, by the way, is a member of the Burlington 2030 District. We'll hear about Jesse's work at home and his efforts to transition his property to net zero energy. We'll also hear about Jesse as a commercial property owner and how, with working through the Burlington 2030 District, is transitioning his commercial property to net zero. Jesse, it's great to have you with us for the Net Zero Energy Podcast. Thanks for coming down. Sure. Glad to be here. So, Jesse, we were really interested in talking to you for two reasons. You, you sort of wear two hats. First, Jesse, I'd like to hear about your house. Can you talk about your property? It's a little unique. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's a very unique property. Uh, being an architect, when I first saw it, it was something I had to have. But the history is that it was built in 1957. Uh, it was designed by a world-famous landscape architect named Dan Kiley, who resides in Charlotte. And I grew up with his children in high school. And so uh, he had designed the St. Louis Arch properties, uh, the Oakland Museum Gardens, and also the Snowbird Resort. Um, so it was very lucky that we came upon this house. Uh, my wife likes to joke that it's called the boxcar on stilts. So it's a very unique internationally styled house that with flat roofs. Yeah, really. That's interesting to hear the history. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So you bought this house and it's acclaimed and interesting to you. And then you said, let's now work to transition it to net zero. Sure. It's, it's been a process of upgrading and, and renovating the house to restore it to its international style look and feel. But recently, we, we took on the challenge of uh, net zero and uh, really net zero ready. Uh, we put uh, solar panels on all of the flat roofs. We have three different flat roof solar arrays. Um, it's about a 10.2 kV installation. And then we took on the challenge of changing out all of the hot water sourced heat and converting to Mitsubishi mini split system heat pumps. For your water? Uh, for the heat and the air conditioning. For the heat and the air conditioning, yeah. yeah. We, okay. did, we did not have air conditioning in the house before, and it has a lot of windows facing west. And so that western sun really cooks the property in the summertime. So it's going to be extremely nice to have uh, some air conditioning in the house. Yeah, and so the heat pump, though, is also for the wintertime. Have you been using it much this season? Yes, we have. It's been quite a cold uh, January and February until now. Uh, we have a spring day, but um, it's been really interesting going from um, you know hot water, baseboard, radiation heat into these mini-split air system heat. And we're... It's an extremely comfortable system. It does a great job. And so we're very happy with the system that was just installed in January. Oh, so just in January. Yep. So have you been cranking up your boiler at all, or are you relying just exclusively on the mini splits? <laughs> well, actually today, uh, uh, Vermont Gas is tearing out the boiler and tearing out our old hot water heater, which was a uh, gas-fed hot water tank. And so we're converting that to a heat pump water tank as we speak today. Wow. Well, that's exciting. So you really are cutting the pipe. <laughs> yes, we are. So now you've got your heat, your air conditioning done with electric, mm -hmm. hot yep. water, yep. domestic electric. hot water, of course, mm -hmm. electric. And now you've got your solar. How does the solar work in tandem with the heat pump? Uh, well, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's feeding us electricity 
and uh, feeding into our system, so it's all metered. Uh, and then the other thing that we did was uh, I bought an electric EV. So I've got a Ford Mach E Mustang, which has been really fun. Uh, and so I have a home charging station. So we're now using a lot of electricity. We just got our recent bills and Vermont gas went way down and BED went way up. And so I'm trying to figure all of this out at this point, just how we're doing over the last uh, couple of months. Yeah, that'll be good to to know and to understand because, of course, we're talking sort of whole energy systems. So mm-hmm. one dissipates, the other grows. But mm-hmm. from an economic standpoint, sort of how do they sugar out if you were to compare the two? Sure. So we look forward to hearing back from you on on the, that, that data when you're ready to share. Yes. So I guess I'd be curious, Jesse, what made you decide to take this leap? Because you've made some really significant steps over a fairly short time. What, mm-hmm. what was the impetus? Well, uh, being an architect and doing sustainable design, it's always in the forefront of what we do. And we're in the process of doing some of this at our office. Uh, We installed new uh, energy-efficient windows from the old historic ones. Uh, We've installed the same Mitsubishi heat pump system. And so, you know, I, I wanted to walk the talk and do it at our house, experiment with our house. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have enough uh, savings to do this kind of thing, and I just think it's the right thing to do. So we've taken a 1950s historical international-style building and fit it up with modern technology, and we'll see what the results are. Yeah, well, we really appreciate it. You know, as Burlington works to transition away from fossil fuels, we really look to models like you that can help guide the way for those of us that are moving at a slower pace for various reasons. Sure. Um, but I, I am also curious about how the, um, so you're doing this at home, obviously, and you're doing this at work, mm-hmm. and you're doing it at work in part, I think, because you may be a member of the Burlington 2030 district. That's right. That's can you right. can you talk a little bit about the Burlington 2030 district and why you're a member? Sure, sure. Um, not only a member, but uh, three years ago, I, I participated on the 2030 Energy District Committee and been a participant. And through uh, being active with that, we enrolled our office property uh, into the, the district pool of square footage. So I think we've got, what, over 3 million square feet of uh, you know properties that are in the pool. And we're growing that pool every month. Um, and even the school district is now in the pool. So it's been really exciting and interesting growing that uh, resource. Yeah, well, thank you for playing a role in the 2030 District Steering Committee. We've so appreciated your role, particularly in the early days when we were Mm -hmm. just getting started. So for people that don't know, the 2030 District is a public-private partnership whereby volunteer commercial property owners or tenants sort of join on with the understanding that they've got this cohort group of businesses that are working together to reduce greenhouse gases, Mm -hmm. both from within the building, transportation as well, and then taking a chunk out of out of water and thinking more mm-hmm. conservatively about how they use water. And I think Freeman French Freeman was one of the early buildings to join the district. Yes, yeah, and uh, we had blower door testing. Uh, we had EUI done to you know trying to put measurements down on the on the pre and the post. Uh, we've done a little insulation in our basement because we have a stone foundation. Uh, this is an 1864 house. Uh, on uh, Maple Street, 
And so it's got a lot of history itself. And so there's a lot of deficiencies over time that we've had to catch up with. So we've done blown-in attic insulation. We uh, replaced all of the windows this fall uh, with energy-efficient windows uh, by um, Pella. And we've just converted uh, to heat pumps. Uh, we still have our boiler uh, for domestic hot water. Our water use is fairly low. And the fin tube radiation is still there uh, just in case. So we're going to go a year, uh, see how we do, and then probably uh, uh, take out the boiler. Yeah, that's really exciting, particularly in an old building. So it mm-hmm. can be done. It can be done, but it does take resources and it does take money. Um, I have to say that this is not cheap. You have to be prepared to invest in your properties and get a return on that investment. And there are also other avenues, which is really exciting uh, for a hot water tank. We're using a a lease uh, system with Vermont Gas where you pay a monthly rate and over time, eight years, and you get a heat pump electric hot water tank. Great. So you worked with Vermont Gas for your hot water yes. in, in the Freeman French at, Freeman at building. Home. At home. Similar, oh, at home. Yes. So Jesse, I wonder if you can tell us what constraints you face. I mean, you talked about how financially this is not an inexpensive endeavor, mm-hmm. both at work and home. Yep. Anything else you want people to know about before they, they take the leap? And then I similarly, um, exciting elements, things that you're particularly happy about that you want to share with people. Sure. Uh, sure. I, I think it's a matter of, of doing your research. Uh, really looking at what's right for your property, your house, or your office. Uh, There's also a great um, uh, renovation, historic renovation energy guide that uh, as part of a committee on, uh, put on by Department of Public Works, and I think BED and others helped sponsor this effort to put in this is home guide. So it's like a 30-page home guide that walks you through all the different variables, options, uh, what to look for, what to look out for. And so I would start there. Okay, that's great. Thanks for making a pitch for the guide. So (laughs) it is on the Department of Planning and Inspections website. I think it's also on the uh, Burlington 2030 District website. I'll go back and make sure that's the case. But essentially what you're referencing is a guide that helps people that live in historic properties transition to net zero. And it debunks this idea that... You can only build net zero, but you can actually retrofit to net zero and you can do it in an old building by still honoring the integrity of that old building. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, to, to really get to net zero, it's, it's that balancing of making sure your energy envelope is really tight, well insulated, um, that you know, you're using systems that are sized to the right size. But the balancing factor comes in the amount of solar uh, that you can put on your property. Some people don't have the exposures that you need. Tall trees may block uh, solar exposure. So we're running into that with our house. We're actually now using more electricity than we can generate out of our roof-mounted solar panels. And so now we're going to have to think of step B. How can we get more solar energy to balance out to be net zero? Mm-hmm. And for those that can't do solar, what's your, what's your, what are your words of wisdom other than, you know, don't, don't worry too much about that component because the electricity that BED 
depends on is renewably sourced. That's that's right. We're lucky to be in a in a in a town city that, that has renewable sources. Uh, it'd be great to get the district energy project up and running to provide more renewables and uh, help people with historic homes get to net zero. Yeah, well, thank you, Jesse. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to share, anything that's on your mind that we didn't get to? No, I think uh, we've covered covered our situation and, and the fact that it can be done, and we should urge everyone to do that and look into it, find the resources. There are rebates, there's tax rebates, there's incentives. So when you pull all that together, it really makes it uh, helpful to get this uh, get this done. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. And I, you know, you're not alone. You've got mm-hmm. BED as a resource. If you're a property owner of a commercial entity, you've got the Burlington 2030 district you can turn to as a resource. And then, of course, we work with VGS, and you did a great job explaining about how your new domestic hot water and, yep. and commercial hot water, for that matter, is, is working in conjunction with them. So, Jesse, thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciated the opportunity to talk with you. Well, it was great to talk about net zero architecture in general, and, and the city of Burlington is doing great things. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding rebates, incentives, and technological support, don't hesitate to look for us at burlingtonelectric.com, to call us at 865-7300, or to follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help, and we look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy. 